Chapter 18 The Reluctant Team The room became a hive of movement as elves scurried into clusters of friends. Each group spoke openly about how to protect winter wood. The chatter rose like hens at feeding time. It was clear that neither my grandfather nor I would be part of these conversations. I nudged Isoisa, pointing towards the door. As we stood to leave, I heard Finway call from behind. Not so fast, my human friends, he shouted over the din. Your work's not finished here. This task that I've been given is large and great, I fear. Grandfather and I turned around as Finway continued, but now instead of addressing us, he was face to face with St. Nicholas himself. If I could have just one request, Finway's plaintive voice came low and humble. St. Nicholas, if you will, could this young man, my noble guest, accompany me still? Silence once again settled across the room. The conversation ceased. As if under an evil spell, the assembled members waited, frozen in time for the reply. In the silence, the mantel clock struck like a blacksmith's hammer. Anna's reddening complexion turned deep purple as he too waited for the reply. Slowly, St. Nicholas spoke, his voice deep and measured. To stand by a friend when times are fair is an easy thing to do. To stand by a friend when times are dark takes great courage and wisdom. You have shown both. Be safe in your journey. Aneth opened his mouth as sounds of disbelief escaped his lips. Nicholas continued, turning to the now furious Aneth. In moments such as these, it takes great strength to see beyond our hate and fear. Look into your future, Aneth, while remembering our past. Look beyond this moment. Then seek your own friend to help you in this task. The young woman who had risen earlier to speak on his behalf was suddenly beside him, her hand entwined in his. To his credit, Aneth did not speak, but slowly bowed his head in a gesture of acceptance. And so the team is chosen, Nicholas confirmed. There is much work for you to do and no time to lose. Rest if you must. I will expect you in my cabin within the hour. Turning back to the now silent council members, he addressed the assembly. Council members, spread the word. All magic must cease. All inhabitants of Winterwood must return to their place of rest and await further directions. Amrus, once this task is done, reconvene your council. I will return as soon as I can. The gentle saint of Christmas was sounding more like a general of war. Finway and I arrived as directed at St. Nicholas's home. I was surprised that I had not recognized the structure before. It was by far the largest tree home in the valley, nearly twice the size of any other I had seen. It sat upon the hill behind the workshop on a high plateau overlooking the valley. Tree branches formed handrails that lined the path on either side leading to his residence. As we approached, 
I could imagine a line of anxious children waiting to see the jolly old elf. Dinway slowly opened the door, bowing before entering the dwelling. I repeated the actions I had just seen as I too proceeded into the building. There in front of the fire was St. Nicholas, the concern of the day written across his face. So intent was he that he did not appear to notice us. Quietly, Finway and I took a seat opposite the great man. The door was again swung open, and in came our reluctant companion. His complexion had lightened, but the language of Anna's body spoke clearly. His friend and he took a seat on the other side of the room, and as far away from Finway and myself as possible. The flickering flames of the fire cast shadows about the room. In the dim light, Aneth sat, arms crossed, staring sternly into space. Suddenly, a sharp crack echoed from the fireplace. We turned towards the sound as a large chunk of coal fell out into the room. The dry rug began to smolder and then lit as flames burned the woven mat. Startled, I stumbled backward away from the flame, but Finway and Aneth acted without so much as a thought. Aneth pulled off his coat to smother the flame, while Finway gathered snow and ice from outside the door to cool the burning ember. As both elves worked to still the fire, Nicholas rose, pushing his chair away from the flames. By this time, I had recovered my bearings and raced into the kitchen. A stream of spring water ran constantly into a round opening in the lining of the tree. I gathered an old wooden bucket, filled it and dashed towards the fire. Within the space of a few minutes, we had managed to douse the flame. Anna's precious red coat, however, was singed and burned. A round hole smoldered through the back of the jacket. Aneth, your coat is ruined, I blurted. I did not know what else to say, but knew how much his coat must have meant to him. May I run back to the workshop to retrieve a new one for him? I asked St. Nicholas. That would be a fine idea, came his reply. Havel, why don't you go with him as well? So that was a name, I thought, as I headed for the door. Just outside the building, Avel and I could hear the deep baritone voice address our friends. Aneth, Finway, will it take the burning of Winterwood to make you work as a team? Far more is at stake here than my cabin. Our village, our way of life, and the joy of millions could come to an end without your help. I ran down the tree-lined trail as the conversation faded behind me. Avel, however, took a different course. Leaping over the railings, she propelled herself through the air toward the workshop. I swung under the handrail to follow, but she was back with a jacket before I had made it halfway down the hill. How did you do that? I asked dumbfounded. Like your kind, when danger comes our way, our magic is enhanced, Avel explained. By leaps, our strength and speed increase. We move as in a trance. Once I had seen once I had seen grandfather lift a heavy limb that had fallen on a neighbor's leg in the woods. The branch was far heavier than anything he should have been able to lift, and yet in that moment of crisis he responded as a younger, stronger man.
if in need we find ourselves of speed and strength again, she continued, I will your friend and helper be, if you will just ask me then. Ducking under the branch, we walked slowly towards the cabin, hoping to get a sense of the conversation we left behind. The sound of laughter that rose from within was the last thing we expected to hear.